we're now going to continue uh, part two of this specific idea, which is of course Vaitan the Sugya of business and Allah, but specifically discussing the Shaila of uh, taking, using uh, business supplies in the office, warehouse and such for a personal usage. Is a person allowed to do that? Very, very common shilas. And the truth of the matter is, I don't even know how, how much of a maskana we're going to come out with, simply because there are such a diversity of different ideas and different practices according to different industries that it's going to be difficult. But we'll try the best that we can to give some of the gudarin that we find in Chazal and, of course, in Shulchan Aruch to see where we're coming from. So just a little bit of a disclaimer before we continue where we were holding on last time. We spoke last time about how homer it is to steal and how careful a person has to be even from taking something that's even a shabba pruta. It's a small amount, but it's worth something and has a halachic worth. Memele, that is going to be here over in an issue of stealing and a person has to be careful. That is what we spoke about yesterday, uh, last time. And we also mentioned a couple of different ideas from the Mishnah of where everything can come from. That we go by the industry norms, which we'll get to. Just a couple of disclaimers, by the way. Revelation Zatzal Paskin very, very clearly that, for example, if a person steals something that belongs to many partners, so there's a little bit of a, a uh, you know, a, a misconception that people have is that if I steal something that belongs to many of the partners, what's the din in that case? It happens to be today's Dafiyomi, but it's a different sugya. But I'll upon him. What happens if a person steals something that belongs to many, many partners, which means when I return it, or if I would return it, the chi of hashava would be less than a shava pruta for each and every partner. What din does that have? that you are over on stealing even if it's owned, the company, the factory, the warehouse, the, the business, whatever it is, is owned by a bunch of partners, and if I split up the worth of the item that I stole, one paper clip, one staple, one pen, it's less than a shava pruta for each and every partner. Mamela, it's less than a shava pruta, right? Because they're all owning it. That is, of course, considered to be stealing. Not only that, Rav Yashav went on to Paskin, that according to most, and Rav Yashav Paskin this way also, that if you have, for example, a private corporation or an LLC, now legally, it's considered to be a distinct entity. However, that's only legally. Halachically, it is considered to be the property of the individuals that own it, and therefore, yes, you are over on Gneva or Gzela when you steal something that belongs to a private company in that case. So too, if a person steals from a publicly traded company, if there's a company that's, you know, publicly selling shares or anything similar to that, don't think that, oh, it's a publicly owned company, and therefore I'm not really stealing from anyone. By the way, that could have huge ramifications of Hilchos Tvidas Kalim. That's really different Shaila. But a component of the Gedegabi stealing is that it's considered to be stealing. And of course, even if a person is stealing from a government entity, whether it's the U.S. federal state or local government body, at the end of the day, that is considered to be stealing. So just a little bit of a disclaimer before we move on, that all of these are under the umbrella of stealing, and a person has to be careful. Now here's Allah Chalamaisa. What can I Lamaisa use? How does it work? What can I take? What can I not take? And what other, what, what does Chazal say about such a thing? So the Gemara, in Bab Metzir, Daf Kufi Tesama base, tells us as follows. The Gemara in Bamatia Kufi Tesla base mentions two specific things that we started last year with this Indian as well. And that is number one. The Gemara says it depends on the boss's wishes. That means it depends on what the boss wants and allows. 
And number two, the norms of that business. It very much depends on what the normality is from that specific business, from that industry which we spoke about. So the Gemara tells us there are two mahalchim that a person can use. One of the examples the Gemara brings is a tailor, someone that's busy making suits and various things, and he's sewing a garment. The Gemara says what happens after finishing sewing the garment is the tailor allowed to take the scraps of fabric, of material, and use it for his own personal usage, is he allowed to keep it? So the Gemara says that uh, the, if the customer who gave you the, you know, the, the material is makbid and he wants it back, then obviously they belong to him. And obviously you can't use it in that case. If he does not care about the scraps, and he says, keep them, I don't want them, then of course the tailor has permission to keep them in that case. Now the Gemara brings us different examples. The Gemara, for example, brings a, an example of a stone cutter or of a gardener, all of these halachas the Gemara brings us, tells us it depends if he's makbid or he's not makbid. So therefore, it would seem to say that if the boss that you're working for is makbid on every staple, paperclip, file, pen, paper, whatever it may be, then of course you can't take it. That's number one. Then the Gemara goes on and brings another standard. And that's not necessarily, says the Gemara, based on the boss that you're working for. But rather, the Gemara says it depends on local custom. It all depends on the industry standards for that specific industry, not necessarily what the boss wants or cares about. Now, by the way, the nafkamina, of course, between these two mahalchem and the Gemara, is if the boss is more machmeh than industry standard. If the boss is more machmeh, for example, if the standard practice, for example, I mentioned to you last time, that um, somebody I spoke to works in a restaurant, in a pizza store, in New York, so he says to me that his boss allows him to take, you know, uh, a certain amount for himself. But he can't obviously bring food home to his home mishpacha to have dinner that night. That he won't allow. So what is the din if, for example, the boss is more machmeh than the regular standard? Now, it's standard practice if you're working in a pizza store or something similar, that if you want to eat lunch, you can eat lunch. I don't think any pizza store does not allow their workers to eat lunch. Maybe they don't allow them to continue eating the whole day. But it for sure would be normal for a person who's working in a pizza store to take a couple of slices and eat lunch. That's fine. What if the boss is more machmeh than regular practices, standard industry practices? What would be in that case? Are we going to say that we go boss of the boss, because that's one mahalach of the Gemara, or are we going to say we go boss of the regular standard industry practice, which is the mahalach of the Gemara? So we have two mahalachim in the Gemara, what do we do alach alamaisa? So the Rambam, the Rambam and Hilchus Geneva Perik Vavalach Paskins, like the second mahalach in the Gemara, that is local custom wins. Whatever the local custom is, that's how the Rambam Halacha Namaisa Paskins. It's also Mubon Shulchan Aruch in the That we go with the second Mahalach, and that depends on what the local custom. That means if the local custom of that business, of that industry, is you're allowed to take things for personal usage, you're allowed to print a couple of papers of the parish sheet that you want to print before Shabbos Kodesh to take home with office supplied paper and all those things, the Rambam would be Edson Paskin that that would be mutter if it is the normal industry accepted practice. The Ramah, however, is chayluk. Comes along the Ramah, and the Ramah Paskin is like the first Mahalach of the Gemara, which means we don't go by the normal standard practice, but we go by the boss. So it depends. Whatever the boss wants, if the boss allows it, then great. If the boss doesn't allow it, then about it, it's not good. And this is interesting because there's a tshuva 
in Ravosna's Sefer Shevet Halevi, in Shevet Halevi, Chelet Dalet Seminarish Chof, see base, oh, it's base. He brings over there about a kasha that somebody asked him about a factory worker that was working in a specific factory and there were items over there and he writes that were constantly replaced by the boss. So these are items that if you look at them, you're like, well, the boss always replaces them, so therefore I could take them home. Because he doesn't care about them, why should I? He replaces them, so therefore it doesn't make a difference to him if I take them. So Ravazna brings down the Shiloh, and he says, is a person allowed to take something that the boss always replaces, and therefore could be that he's not so marked on it. And Ravazna Paskin's obviously like the Ramor, which means it really depends on what the boss says. If he's a Makbid, problem. If he's not Makbid, then obviously it will be okay. So obviously it will be very, very difficult for us to, you know, explain each and every single industry and every situation. But let me give you some examples of perhaps just some a little guidelines that you can have in this situation. And the best thing is to do, by the way, when you start a business, when you start a work, whether you're the boss or whether you're the worker working under the boss, whether you're an employer or the employee, whatever it may be, Make a stipulation. Make a condition. If you're hiring workers, tell them what they can and cannot take. Right? You're the boss. You could do that. There are more. However, if you're working for someone else, ask the boss when you get your job. Is it okay if I take a pen in my pocket? I might need it for work purposes during the day, but I have it and I might take it home. Or can I print a couple of papers for the parasha sheet, which I want to print because I don't have a printer at home or I'm out of paper and I want to file. Make a stipulation very clear, which makes it much easier. Now, if you don't, have a stipulation, then as we mentioned, the halacha basically recognizes two ways, either the boss or either the standard industry, which could be very simple. If you know the industry and you know where you're working and you know what the normal accepted practice is, then you could definitely go with that. If the employer is more generous than the standard practice, then you can be go, you can go with your boss, even if it's more makel, it's more lenient than general standard practice. But if there's no agreement, and you don't know the standard practice, then I would suggest that you do not take anything for personal usage unless you, again, have the explicit permission from the boss or you know that the boss allows it or you know that standard practice is to allow it in that case. And we have to remember that, of course, stealing is a very chomer avera. The Medrus tells us in Shemois Chavez, Oskimel, how careful a person has to be from stealing. It blocks a person's thrillers. A person will dub him with all of his heart and he'll wonder why is the Rabbi Nisham not listen? It's because he's stealing. It's because he's doing things that he shouldn't. He has things in his possession that do not belong to him. It's very, very important to be careful to do that. And as we said last time, from the Heidegger B'nai Soscha and, and the others as well, that the idea is that a person has to realize that he's a is in Hashem. And he realizes whatever I have is what Hashem wants me to have. Whatever I don't have is what Hashem does not want me to have. If Hashem wanted to give me more, he would give me more. He has the capabilities and I trust him that he would do it if it's the right thing. And Be'ez HaShem, the Rabbani Shalom, after learning these halachas, should give us the Siyat to keep them. Be'ez HaShem, tomorrow, Rabbi Sai, brand new halacha. Join us.